I promise I'm really not a horrible Christmas Scrooge, but I have felt and watched and recognised the different sorts of pressure that can mount over the holidays. And I reckon all of us could do with a bit of support set up in advance as we go through the inevitable ups and downs of the season. Welcome to the Yo-Yo Freedom Podcast. This is the place to learn actionable step-by-step tools and strategies to help you stop binging or overeating and start feeling relaxed and confident around food so that you can show up for your life on your terms. I'm Gemma Keys, and I know firsthand what it's like to feel out of control around food and trapped in the pain of binge eating and body shame. There is a way out. Keep listening to discover your path to food freedom. to say the holiday season is a coming. So in this and the next few episodes we are talking about food and the holidays. If you're here in the UK it's mostly a run up to Christmas in the shops and it's still pretty early for us but I know many of you are listening from other places. Canada has already celebrated Thanksgiving and I know the States Thanksgiving is towards the end of November. So wherever you are, the holidays are likely to be here or nearly here. So it's a good time to start turning your attention towards what's happening at this time of year and ways to get through with the most ease and maybe even a little bit of enjoyment. Everything we'll discuss can be applied to any situation and any time of year, but it's usually the case that the holidays have a certain mix of people, places, travelling to visit or having visitors, individual or shared traditions and rituals. It's like everything's in there at once. And almost always, to some extent, it feels as if we have a little less control or routine and structure and maybe fewer choices than in normal day-to-day life, which is why it's worth thinking about in advance. Now, as I say this, it's as if I can almost hear a kind of little snicker or snort coming from you, but... One of the most challenging parts of the holidays can be people, right? And when it comes to food, it's often what happens with the people that's likely to send you right off the rails with the food. It might be people you adore, but perhaps aren't used to being around in that close proximity for so long. Or maybe people you don't adore quite so much family and friends and friends of friends, everyone's thrown in in a mishmash of political and social and religious or spiritual views with different ideas about what they like and what should be going on or how big or small the celebration should be, maybe special traditions or what other people should be wearing. Uh, I'm always the scruffy one here. And um, how money is spent and how much effort is put into the whole affair. All the different people with their own opinions, expectations and commentary and all the things are sort of thrown into the mixing pot. And as well as all the food that comes with special celebration times, 
among the people around you, you may well be faced with people who comment on your body or your weight or your life, what you eat, your choices, and, you know, just like to put their two pennies worth in so that you know what they think. There may be people who want to be waited on and people who want to overhelp, or you may be out of your own territory and comfort zone and not quite know what to do to help or entertain or get involved or whatever it is. Even before that, the holiday season might be scheduled up with things like work do's and parties and different sorts of expectations of glitz and glamour and fun. And sometimes it actually is super fun, but It may also leave you feeling a little bit depleted or strung out, juggling days at work, extra spending, kids' performances at Christmas carols or whatever it is, other religious or faith-related events. Maybe you are staying up later or drinking more booze and bubbly, eating more buffets or party food, or just planning the next... The next position of that wretched, naughty, festive elf that seems to be a thing now and seems a great idea before it begins to torment parents everywhere. I promise I'm really not a horrible Christmas Scrooge, but I have felt and watched and recognised the different sorts of pressure that can mount over the holidays. And I reckon all of us could do with a bit of support set up in advance as we go through the inevitable ups and downs of the season. So back to people. This is an episode for you if any of these ring a bell. Aunt Susie won't take no thank you for an answer as she offers you a warm home-baked mince pie for the fifth time in an hour and she seems to take it as a personal affront if you don't take one and eat it. Or that mate of your friend has had a couple of too many glasses of mulled wine and starts laughing at his own inappropriate jokes, which are made in really poor taste. Or your granny comments on your weight and outfit and asks what you're going to do to find that nice young man. Maybe Uncle Fred finds the most comfy chair and there he stays, expecting his every whim to be met and to be waited on hand, foot and finger. Or the kids run around shrieking on a sleep-deprived, tired and wired sugar high and seem to trash every room they go into before the inevitable tears come. And there's noise and chats and debates in air quotes there and maybe a few of those old family issues come to the surface and create tensions and fallouts or that kind of (laughs) very loud silent sulking or withdrawal that some people uh, do in response to well feeling their nose put out of joint Not everybody's holiday looks like that, of course, but maybe a couple of those sound familiar. Or just gather up a list of your own. I mean, sometimes just thinking about Christmas and New Year makes me want to crack open a bottle of Baileys just to calm the anxiety buzzing around my body. And 
Baileys isn't bad at all, but for me, it always, always leaves me feeling awful for at least a few days. So I just know I'm much, much better without it, but that doesn't take away that kind of yearning to open that bottle and smell the lovely smells. And it makes so much sense, right? These times of year are bigged up so much, expectations are high, and at the same time, your levels of resilience are probably a bit lower than usual because of all the planning, organisation, extra events, spending, cooking and cleaning and all the rest of it. And secret eating or binging or sneaking some chocolate money, that kind of eating just offers a way to get a break, to escape or to rest or to create a burst of pleasure and enjoyment. If you binge through the festive season, you are in no way alone. So back to the people. I'm guessing there's probably at least one person who crosses your path and says or does something that's pretty much guaranteed to awaken an invisible hand that virtually pushes you to eating food that when you look back you really wish you hadn't eaten. The first strategy to deal with that person is to expect them to do what they always do, to really expect it to happen. It's so funny, isn't it, how our expectations of holiday celebrations are so charged. Often we look forward to it and really want it to be wonderful. And do you notice how that version of wonderful can be a vision of, by some miracle, the annoying person behaving differently this year? Surely they'll realise the error of their irritating or rude behaviour in previous years. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) perhaps there's going to be personality transplants and everyone's going to get on like a house on fire. Uh, (laughs) I expect some people hope that about me too, to be honest, especially my husband who loves parties and being with loads of people, whereas I'm much more of a let's go out for coffee at 9am and I really love filling up my hot water bottle, ready to hunker down at about 8.30 at night. So I'm not exactly his ideal party buddy. And more than likely, none of us are going to change that much this time around either. Whoever the person is who flicks all your switches and has done in previous years, they're probably going to keep doing and saying exactly or close to the very same things this year. And by expecting it, you're giving yourself the gift of letting them do whatever they're going to do while you get to choose how to respond and how to react. Now, Whenever they do or say the thing, your go-to default reaction that you've gone over and over so many times in the past, it's almost certainly going to be the same too, at least to start with. So don't be surprised if you find you're gritting your teeth or are left gaping in shock and horror at something they've said or done. In fact, Remembering your own reaction is exactly the information you need to start looking after yourself, supporting yourself without needing to rely so heavily on the food to get through. You know what I mean, right? Grabbing a couple of handfuls of quality street chocolates and eating them in the loo and then 
going back for the tin or necking a glass of wine to take the edge off the aggravation. And then you've got the munches for the rest of the day. So make a list. Who is it who gets to you? What are they going to do? Because that's what they've always done. Where and when are the situations you feel maxed out by or frustrated or wiped out or irritated by? Get them out of your head and noted down so you can take a look and maybe even smile to to yourself as you go, kind of running through your mind. Yep, it's going to happen. It's coming. And there is kind of a little bit of humour in that sometimes. Maybe you can find that. And if you can, it just feels good good so why not look for it now that you've got a starting point choose one example you've got space between now and when you're going to meet up with these people probably and that creates a little breathing room to think it through with more ease and calm looking at the bare facts of what the person is likely to say or do what's coming up for you What do you think about it? How do you feel as you imagine the last time it happened? And what did you do back then? Maybe it was straight to the food. Or maybe it was the start of that niggle of irritation and frustration. And those feelings simmered all day until when the evening came, those leftovers did not stand a chance. And just a reminder, there's no judgment here. This whole process is just an opportunity to trace through what happens and how it affects you so that you can see it more clearly, sort of like upping your awareness before it actually happens. And then you can start playing with the item on your list or whatever's come up for you a little bit. So, for example, What are some other possible interpretations of the behaviour or the actions of the other person? Perhaps an opinion someone else might have about what they do. Like, are you someone who, like me, has been on so many different diets and health kicks over the years that it was almost impossible for anyone else to get it right as far as what I was or wasn't eating at any one time, let alone to know when I'd binned it all off and started eating everything in sight. My 2005 was probably low fat and counting points. And by 2010, I was adding up Slimming World Sins instead. Um, In 2015, I was probably low carb, high fat and keto. And in between, it would have been juicing or plant based or caffeine free, or just whatever I was trying at the time that seemed to be the answer, almost in capitals there. And at the time, I was bound to have thought someone else was being a food pusher when they kept asking me if I wanted another slice of cake. But it's actually way more likely they were just making a huge effort to be kind and polite and inclusive and not make a big deal about my eating rules. So there are different ways to look at exactly the same situation like look at it through different eyes to see if a different interpretation might feel better for you, even if the behaviour itself doesn't change. Because being offered a piece of cake can then shift from being perceived as an act of disrespect 
or trying to force you to eat something you don't want to perhaps being a gesture of kindness and consideration. And if you were to think about it like that, what might happen for you? Because the intention behind what's going on for the other person, well, you might be right about it, you might be wrong about it, we're never going to know. But it's what's going on in your own head and your own experience that is what really counts. And if you find that shift or openness to there being different interpretations that you can choose from feels better for you, then why on earth wouldn't you do it, right? Let's all try and get through and feel the best we can. And when you have an alternative interpretation that you decide you want to adopt, you might decide to smile and say, oh, I really appreciate the offer, but no thank you. Or (laughs) maybe you'd like to play some kind of little internal game and like, count the number of times the cake is offered. Will it be a total of seven reached today or not? With something like that, the energy of being offered the cake can really shift and become almost fun. And that's kind of the beauty in making some of these irritating little habits actually private little games that are going on in your brain. And there may also be some things that will never feel okay, like sexist jokes or something else that flies in the face of your value system. If and when those things happen, how would you like to think about them? What would you like to do? It may be to walk away. It may feel right for you to say, I really don't like that and I think it puts other people down and it makes me feel really uncomfortable and to ask the person to stop. From this vantage point of imagining the situation coming up, what response would feel right for you? When you've examined the action or behaviour that's felt so triggering in the past and played with ideas to reinterpret it or simply decided it's still unacceptable to you, but also may well hold some degree of inevitability, you can make a plan of what to do next. Because from there, you'll know what you'd like to think or feel or say or do, and you can start planning for it. For example, if Auntie Susie asks me if I want a mince pie more than once, I'm going to say, no thank you, in a different way each time and see how many times I can keep going. Or when my granny comments on my body or my weight or my outfit, I'm going to remind myself that it's her way of trying to look out for me and say to her, oh granny, I love you, but my body's my business. And as for Uncle Fred's expectation of being waited on, you might decide that when he says he'd love a cup of tea, you want to pat his shoulder and say, of course, help yourself. Everything you need is right over there by the kettle. There's no right or wrong behind any of these. They're purely about experimenting and finding ways to help you feel more empowered, to find what feels right for you. And that will lead to you feeling a bit better, no matter how anyone else behaves. So why not have a play with that yourself? Experiment expect the behavior that you are sort of dreading to actually happen, play around 
with it and see if there's any other ways to interpret it or to view it that feel better for you and decide in advance if thing x happens then I will practice thinking or doing this other thing y. That might be calling someone out. It might be really loving on yourself and reminding yourself that you're a beautiful and valuable and irreplaceable person. Or maybe to remind yourself that, frankly, you're doing great and have a little ironic laugh to yourself about your adverse circumstances, given some of the people you're dealing with. Or it could be thinking they're doing their best in the only way they know how. Or something like, everyone has their own thing going on in the background. Or it might even be to make up your own little game, like the example from earlier, and to have some fun with someone else's words or actions that used to drive you crazy. Why not have a game? And if you are on my email list, I'm going to send out my absolute favourite example a bit closer to Christmas time, so that you can have some fun with it. And it's even something you can do and play with your friends and create a prize or something like that. So if that's something you'd like, go to the show notes, either where you listen to your podcast or at www.yoyofreedom.com forward slash 22 and get your free copy of my guide, the eight simple strategies to break the binge eating cycle. And when you've got that, you're on the email list and you will receive a weekly email from me just with some tips or some games or some love and support as you begin to change your relationship with food. So to wrap up this episode, why not start planning for those holiday people and their special ways now? Chances are Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year or whichever way you might be celebrating or not celebrating but getting a bit of time out from the normal routine, chances are you're beginning to think about that time already. Why not let those thoughts serve and support you this year? Start imagining, start visualising exactly what it's going to be like to feel better, to be kind to yourself to feel more empowered and to look after yourself, to have an action plan for when the person does the thing they always do. If you can mentally walk through it, maybe laugh to yourself and give yourself a high five at how you reacted to it, just like when athletes visualise every moment of a race or a game in their head, the process really can have a significant impact on what actually happens in the main event. It can change the way you react to the people around you. And if you do tend to eat more in response to those people, it can help you find new ways through that feel good for you. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the Yo-Yo Freedom podcast for more insight, tools and support as you pull back from binging and overeating and step into your most authentic, vibrant life. If you found this episode helpful, it would be wonderful if you'd take a moment to rate the Yo-Yo Freedom podcast on whichever platform you listen on. Thank you so much. Bye-bye for now.